gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have Intern E. Um, we have a little debate that we need you guys to settle. So please let us know if best odds and favorite are the same thing. Because uh, we had a little internal discussion previously today, and one of us is an idiot. We won't say any names. How are you doing this evening, Nick? It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. I'll air it myself is. out. It's not the same thing. It is the same thing. Not it on is. this podcast. The best odds are the odds you want to take. If you think value is not the same thing as best odds. If you think someone value will win, not the same as and best they odds. are plus two hundred. Or plus 100, what odds would you take? You would take the plus 200 one. Value and best odds are not the same thing. They are synonymous in my book. (laughs) You are incorrect. As With that being said, we will go ahead and move on to E. How are you doing this evening, E? Doing good, doing good. Uh, I know we talked about um, last week we brought up the Rolling Stone. Uh, top uh, artist of the decade. So we're going to bring up that back and, and do the uh, top 10 movies of the 2010s. Before we start that, E, why do you always sound surprised when Jermaine asks you how you're doing? I, I'm just waiting for you to interrupt. That's honestly all it is. I'm just I'm I'm counting in my head. I'm just like, every, he's coming in. Every, regardless of whether I interrupt or not, every time Jermaine is like, oh yeah, okay, so how are you doing this week, E? You're like, um, mm, uh, oof. <laughs> it just cool. takes you a minute to get going, bro. I got to warm up. Oh, uh, uh also, uh, I have a little bone to pick with you there, sir. I'm the host. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I transition us to the topics when we're ready to get to the topics. Right. Uh, you just giving out what the show is going to be talking about is like unacceptable. One tenth of the show. Very rude. It's I, unacceptable. One day, this was the episode that we were going to think about elevating you past intern status. Yeah. But it's just not going to happen now. Yeah, I've already accepted that that's not going to happen ever. So, oh, so you have no upwards mobility. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I've been the workforce. We wouldn't want someone like that to be a producer. That's not. <laughs> it's not what we want in this in, in on this platform. It's maybe all right, we'll, dude. Uncle Joe's maybe, got you. No, right. maybe we'll get more people. We'll get Nevada back. We're on it. Get get him involved. What about a van? Nevada, get him involved. Who? I'm done with this. Oh, Nevada. Oh, no. Whatever, dude. Okay. Here we go with this bullshit. Oh, yeah. Your boss, the executive producer. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll get him involved. He, he, also, he also scratched his beard on the, beard on the microphone. Right. Yeah, that? that was super cool. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we're not, we're here, not doing this here, Let's listen to the six-day six growth that Eric has for us. <laughs> All right, now that we've uh, sufficiently roasted Eric, as always, uh, again, let us know your thoughts, best odds and favorites, right? Let us know. And as always, we'll move on. Eric mentioned that we're going to get into a topic today. We're trying to embrace the pop culture side of this podcast now that I have another 33% to vote against Nick, where you can actually discuss things besides sports. Uh, We're going to get into best or how does Eric want to phrase this? Classic movies of the 2010s. Is oh, how I, don't Eric, like Eric, I don't like that. Is how Eric wanted to phrase it. Yeah, I don't like classic that, movies. That was just the article that was sent to me. It was the 10 classic movies from the 2010s. The list was absolute dog shit. So I it said, was horrendous. Out. Yeah, let's figure out our own list. I mean, you know, 
can't hurt, okay. right? Okay, so as always, we'll start with Nick. So, Nick, you want to give us your 10? Nope. <laughs> so, for those of you listening right now, Nick was just like, I didn't write anything down. So, I will just agree or disagree with what you and Eric have come up could with. Could you imagine if you could do that in high school? <laughs> like, Nick, can you, read, can you read this paragraph? And you were like, nope. Nah. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Eric was. Did you Eric, say homework assignment? Sure didn't. Eric was that kid who was just like, all right, Eric, your turn to read. And he starts speeding through. He's just – 100%. No pauses, commas, periods, exclamations, none of it. It's just words. Right. Right. I was that kid that was like, what book are we in? Oh, no. I got my history book. Is this English? Oh, well, I'm good at sports. I was the kid who uh, had a book open in the book. Fucking nerd. <laughs> they were always just like, yeah, Jermaine, we're on this page. I was like, oh, shit. You see me pull a book out from the book? Yeah, right. Eight flip pages all in class. All right. So, uh, Eric, we'll start with you. Or how do you want to do this? You want to do your list first, then my list? Yeah, I mean, that works. We can, uh, right, we can we'll just do, name, we'll, like, movies. No, we'll do your list first. You, <laughs> all right. Rank movies. it in. He doesn't – no particular order. You, you don't care, okay? Because I was gonna rank it from one to ten, but you can. You, can do... you how? Look, if you want from one you... to ten, Eric, yeah. this is a professional podcast. Uh, ten to one. Go. Here we go. Hey, whatever. Anyway, so the I'm gonna go. As Nick doesn't have a list. Nope. Anyway, um, moderator to every debate. I'm just gonna give you guys my ten. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Crash. Sicario. John Wick. Whiplash. Which one? Arrival. Dunkirk, Big Short, Inception, the Django, and I'm probably gonna go with Ex Machina or Drive for the tenth. I can't decide between those two. The motherfucker, he just named like half my list. <laughs> so, so say say your list one more time. Hey, you, I just told you to break it down from ten to one, and you went from one to ten anyway. We said no order, so I just went in in the order that I wrote it down. So anyway, Wolf of Wall Street, awesome movie. Went to see that shit with my parents. Don't recommend that. Sicario, <laughs> great fucking ending to a movie. John Wick, obviously, you know, great movie. Whiplash, Arrival, Dunkirk, Big Short, Inception, The Django, and I'll just pick Drive for my for my tenth. No, I've never seen X Machina, so you can pick that one. All right, I'll take X Machina. All right, so I'm adjusting on the fly here. I have completely revamped my list to not have movies that Eric <laughs> has. Uh, so, you know, this ain't going to be as good as Eric's because obviously he stole all the good ones. But we'll, we'll, we'll be all right here. Uh, I'm about eight deep. Let me finish the list. You know, we're, we're a little, little impromptu editing. Well, which, ones, <laughs> which ones did you have that we had the same? I had uh, Dunkirk, Sicario, um, Whiplash, Arrival. So uh, it's not as bad as you would think it is. But No ooh. no love for Wolf of Wall Street, though? It's like one of the greatest movies ever made. It's not, dude. It's not. It's just our group of friends loves that movie. Like, that is a very different statement. You understand? Like, our group of friends loves that movie for a completely different reason because we're fucking animals that love to fucking rage our brains off. 
Like, that's why we love that movie. It's not one of the, like, ten classic movies of that is decade. It, is, is it the fifth best Leonardo DiCaprio movie of the 2010s? Could be. I mean, I mean shit, he's half my list is Once upon DiCaprio. Time in Hollywood, Shutter Island, Inception. Django, Wolf of Wall Street. Django. I think it's the fifth best Leonardo DiCaprio movie of the 2010s. Yeah, and then Nick, we skipped the Nick Revenant. Just made, Nick just made my point for me. Yeah, the <laughs> Revenant didn't even make that top five. The Revenant right? is not a good movie. You're out of your mind. Oh. The Revenant is not a good movie. The Revenant is 45 minutes of a movie mixed in with an hour and a half of nature porn. Of just literally National Geographic shots that le- literally went from the cutting floor to either The Revenant or David Attenborough documentaries. Yeah, it sounds fire to me. I love David Attenborough. They didn't have the narration to him. I mean, it sounds fire to me. My top five movies, all the Blue Planets. (laughs) (laughs) Planet Earth falls by the Blue Planets. That's my top ten. All right, so I've officially uh, reordered my list so that way there's not any overlap. That's actually what we should have done, Eric. We should have drafted movies. And so if if I picked a movie... And you were upset, <laughs> then you had to fucking figure trade it out. Him, trade him movie capital for it? Yeah, exactly. I'll, ah. give you, I'll give you Interstellar and the Revenant for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, my list in no particular order, I'll start with Coco. Get a what little, a great movie. Get a little animated love in that, even though Eric hates animated movies. I feel like your movie is just, your list is just going to appeal to everything about my heart. The whole 10, the 10 sectors of my heart. Eric's dead inside. That's why he doesn't he like really animated is, yeah. stuff. So, uh, next movie I have is Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. Uh, next movie I have is Logan. This is, I, this list is fire so far. <laughs> Uh, next movie I have is Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf's uh, story about his father, which is yeah, that movie is fucking ridiculous. I don't think I've seen uh, this movie, so uh, it's it's fire. A lot of people have not seen that movie, but it's it's, it's tragic and fire at the same time. If that makes any sense. Uh, next movie I have is Nightcrawler. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal could not be more creepy. No, he could not. Honestly, he did so well. I was like, just paint him blue and throw him in the X-Men. Right. Uh, <laughs> next movie I have is Get Out. It's one of the best original movies I've seen in a really long time. And the the, the different endings was, was fire. Oh, man. There's a, there's a horror movie, and I can't remember the name, that I wish if I, I could think of the name, it would be on my list. I mean, get out the premise. A horror movie if you get if you get one of the endings. No, it's the one where the old man can't hear. Don't talk or don't breathe. Uh oh, don't breathe. I think it's don't breathe. Yeah. Don't breathe. They just had the second one come out. All right, well, look it up, Eric. Tell me if it's, it's don't breathe or not. It's don't breathe. All right, so get out, and then I'm gonna pull this movie out and put don't breathe in there instead of the movie I was gonna say. Because Don't Breathe is the best horror movie to come out in the last decade, two decades. Um, Book Smart. I love coming of age movies. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just never grew up or anything. But Book Smart, fire movie directed by Olivia Wilde. And uh, why, Eric, why are you shaking your head? No. All right, we'll get to I it. I said it. 
You said Booksmart? No, no. I said it was a coming-of-age movie, and you shot me down. No, we I, did not say, I did not say it wasn't a coming-of-age movie. You said it was super bad, but for women, and it was not. Proceed. <laughs> it was. Wasn't it was. Trainwreck? Wasn't Trainwreck super bad for women? Oh my god! No, Trainwreck's just a bad movie. <laughs> Trainwreck is not a bad movie. Movie's terrible. Uh, it's not okay. It's not terrible. It's not good. And LeBron not is kind of LeBron is funny in it. He was LeBron did great. LeBron is not the issue with that movie. <laughs> like LeBron was not. Nobody's which, saying that. Which right? is a LeBron hating podcast. <laughs> That's high praise. Yeah, no, I thought LeBron was great in that movie. I really did. I, I thought got two he, words I, for uh, you. Don't hurt him. <laughs> and then, uh, so after Booksmart, I'll wrap it up with Creed and Marriage Story. God. Marriage Story, man. I That, that hits too close for a lot of people. Dude. Yeah, no, dude, that is... Uh, I, I would really say... I would really say anyone that's listening to this that has gone through... Uh, a divorce, a breakup, a fight with a significant other. There is a scene in Marriage Story that literally should give you chills because it's literally every single fight that you've had with somebody you've cared about in your life. It's too accurate. It's, it's spooky. And and I I Adam I, I keep thinking Adam Driver is just a. a artillery a mortarman marine and he keeps surprising <laughs> me by being a really good actor so i love adam driver because he's a phenomenal actor but part of his charm for me is that he was a marine right right so every movie i go into watching with people i'm like yo you know adam driver was a marine right well, has, <laughs> well, you know that you know that in every movie they have him in besides i think there's one that he doesn't have it but they have to make up over his chest because on his chest, he has the Eagle Globe and Anchor with Iron Rain above it. No. <laughs> yeah. He's even like, he's slowly but surely, Adam Driver is becoming one of my favorite actors. Because he just doesn't, he's like, he just is, is so unassuming, so nice. And yet you're like, wow, like he's a really good actor, too. Have you, I don't know if you've ever seen the show on HBO. It's called Girls. No, but I've seen the TikTok, the good soup. Well, I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't have TikTok, so <laughs> there's, there's, there's a there's a clip from that show where they're in the diner and he's eating. He's eating. Oh, food. okay. All right, Eric, you, what do you guys say? Did you catch? So talking about movies in the 2010s. Uh, Adam Driver. Uh, this is where I leave you. Uh, it's got him, uh, the dude from Horrible Bosses. Uh, that's really funny. Uh their dad dies. They sit Shiva. It's a really great movie. You haven't seen it? I recommend. I highly recommend. I'll send you guys into group chat. Anybody what, out there watching it? This is where I leave you. Great. What movie. do you mean, the dude from Horrible Bosses? It's really funny. No, no, the 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 like Office the, Space. Charlie Day. No, not Charlie Day, dude. I can't remember his name for some reason right now. But he's Jason in the, Bateman. Jason Bateman. There we go. No, Jason, Jason Bateman's Bateman. in it. Um, and then there's a couple other good actresses in it. Uh, James Font. Jane Fonda's in it. It's a really good. Yeah. Movie. When did Horrible Bosses come out? Uh, find out real quick. Yo, so honorable mention, uh, shout out Hall Pass podcast yeah. room 303. Uh, favorite Hall Pass is hysterical. Hall Pass, uh, great movie. Skyfall, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. They both came out in the 2010s, though. 
it's a it's a great movie. I just thought back to your your and my debate, so that's right. why I was just like, Ugh. but that movie didn't come out in the 2010s, right? It was like no, OA. no, Casino Royale was before the 2010s. When right? was Casino Royale, Eric? I think it was 07. 07? I think it was 08. Six pack on it? <laughs> Hell no! I'm betting on. All right, bet. Two thousand six. Oh, I was closer. <laughs> yeah. Yay! We both get six packs. No way! I was closer. You pay me, bro. No way! It's Price is Right rules. Both of us went over. No way! When did Price is Right Jewish get God. established? Jewish guy. When did Price is Right get established? No way! Did, way to just pull some bullshit rules out of nowhere to make sure you didn't have to lose. Well, yeah, as a token white guy in the podcast, that's what I'm allowed to do. <laughs> All right, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. What did you have to say to Joe Biden? Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> uh, I expect a six pack, bro. All right. <laughs> Actually, I still owe you a six pack because you haven't sent me the receipt of how much I need to Venmo you. Did you owe me? A, did you owe me a thirty pack? No, I owed you an eighteen. Wow. Oh, right, and I yeah. and I told you go to the store. <laughs> and send me the send me the receipt so I can give you the amount because I don't know what it is and wherever you are because inflation and shit. Right. I can send you twelve dollars and then you'll have to pay out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> per diem, you're just gonna send me the per diem, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's why I was just like, send me the receipt. I've hit you up multiple times to send me the receipt, and you just never did it. My fault at this point. All right, let's let's get into the thing that this podcast actually cares about. Wow, the shade couldn't even put together a list. And now he's I put together a list. Shit. He was just like, let's get into pop culture, guys. And I literally named five of my ten movies were Leo movies. That's a cop out. Just because you could name five Leo movies, it's the only reason. <laughs> you it was know. really just to prove. I could like if you asked me to not to like name them before Eric made that point to prove him wrong. I couldn't name them. <laughs> you went full Eric wrong. I was able to just my brain went into overdrive. You went full lawyer mode. <laughs> connected to the network. My my network. My brain connected to Wi Fi. Yeah, you went opposite Wisconsin lawyer mode. Right. <laughs> All right. So. um... <laughs> All right, so as everyone knows, week 13 of the NFL season just completed. And as always, it's it's been parody par for the course is essentially what the season's been. Before it's- we go into that, Jermaine, have we covered the fact that one of the four major sports no longer exists? No, this is the first podcast since it happened. So breaking news for all the folks out there. The NBA is going strong. The NHL, obviously, going great. The NFL, great. So, what, so you say to yourself, you say, Nick, what sport right now is not going? Let's see MLB. It, it has ceased to exist. 1867 to 2021 RIP Major League Baseball. Yep. As Nick is uh, breaking to you now, if you've been living under a rock, hashtag Patrick Starr. Um, the MLB has entered a lockout for the first time in over 20 years. 94. 94. So it's over 25 years. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, and it's uh, – well, break it down for you here as this podcast always does. It's greedy rich billionaires <laughs> versus greedy rich millionaires and all the fans who pay both of them unknowingly because they don't pay attention because they're numbskulls uh, um, are sitting in the middle like, wow, we're not going to have a baseball season. So naturally they blame Rob Manfred. Have I missed anything about this collective bargaining? No, so Rob Manfred is at a really terrible spot because as the GM, he represents baseball, but he also represents the collective opinion of the owners. He's not, so, a, he's not a GM. Or sorry, he, he, he represents the collective opinions. So he represents baseball. Yeah, as the commissioner of baseball. The, he is the head of the general managers but also is kind of influenced by the owners so he's kind of this he, he's the man standing at the crossroads that everyone can point at and say he's doing a bad job yeah exactly yeah so he's the face he's the figure of major league baseball when you are the commissioner appointed by the other 30 what is it 30 30 baseball teams right 30, correct, yep. So 30 billionaire owners, when you are the appointed figure to handle the day-to-day minutiae monotony of planning a baseball season, creating schedules, ensuring personnels are configured correctly, ensuring GMs are hired and, and processed correctly according to collective bargaining agreements, ensuring that minor league systems are run according to the way minor league systems are supposed to be run, you become the bad guy in a situation where you have no say. Essentially what this collective bargaining agreement comes down to is millionaire baseball players boohooing and kazooing for whatever fucking bullshit cause they have at the time that is self-serving and you have billionaire owners who own franchises that if we're not if we're being honest are more important than the players so that's where we're at this was coming for a while right because with the covid shutdown and the we we already ran into this, right? The owners wanted more money. That's that's the reason that baseball didn't start for such a long time. Didn't start until the beginning of September. September or the, or the beginning of what was it? The beginning of July. Right? I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, well, baseball spring training started in June. I thought. When I okay, started, they stopped. Eric, can you tell us when the COVID? Because uh, we didn't start. Because we, I, when I the remember, 2020 we, season started. We got angry because they could have started on the Fourth of July and they didn't. I, I think they started at the end of July. Oh, they did start at the end of July and they played 60 games. It started right. July 23rd and ended September 27th. Right. They could have started on the Fourth of July, but they couldn't agree on money. Uh, essentially, this has been coming for a while. The owners were angry because 2020 sapped a lot of their profits. They weren't able to make a lot of money in 2020 due to no fans and also the players demanding the money that they were owed contractually. The owners were not pleased about that. The players were not pleased because 
they had essentially had a 60-game season taken away from them. Or they, they had, had, had a 60-game season imposed on them. And free agency in 2019 and 2020, they got paid far below what they thought was market value for their contracts and the way contracts should have been trending. Now, obviously, we all know baseball contracts fully guaranteed. You hit 255 in baseball and you get paid $100 million. It's not a very good contract. It's just, it's kind of this. Unfortunately, I don't really see as a baseball fan and somebody that's followed baseball for a very long time. I don't see how there's going to be. I don't see how we can start in April with 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 with, with what's going on because the the in the the impasse seems too large it, and it's almost a year of buildup in which people have kind of been building the players and the owners have been building their defenses towards this problem. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast since like the inception, Nick and I have pretty much been saying that a lockout is coming. Not not if, when, or it's always been is. And this was the date. This was the date. There was almost a lockout after the 60 game season, which a lot of people already kind of forgot about because the world is so crazy and the news is reported so heavily, it's easy to forget. There was almost a lockout after the Dodgers were crowned world champions. Let's let's make for the record, this podcast wants to show that it took a shortened season for the Dodgers payroll to finally pay for a World Series. We want Asterisk. to express that clearly. Asterisk. We want to express that clearly because they traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Right. And did not win this year in right. a full season. So right. This podcast the have never won a World Series in the last 10 years in a full season. This podcast wants to be very clear about the Dodgers' ineptitude. Hashtag, fire, hashtag fire Dave Roberts, but that's not that's beside the point. They almost locked out after 2020. They came to terms, they agreed, blah blah blah. They pushed the collective bargaining agreement to this winter. And here we are. The season's at a standstill. The owners have been fucked out of a pretty substantial amount of profit while also having to pay the full amount to the players, right? Pro-rated, of course, based on number of games played, right? So, and that only served the top 20% of players, right? Because there's a ton of Major League Baseball players who don't get paid that much. Right? It's just a matter of fact. There's a ton of rookies who are on rookie deals that, yeah, you can argue about the way rookie deals are structured and this, that, and the other, and arbitration. It is what it is. That's how it's set up. So the only people who benefited from making the owners pay the prorated portions of whole salaries were the Trevor Bowers, Right, the Mike Trouts, the Mookie Betts, the recently paid Manny Machados and Bryce Harpers. There was a lot of players that took an L from this. And now here it is again. Those same players 
you know, the, those same players who are making 570,000 a year across 162 games got that same salary prorated at 60, you know? And now here we are. And I honestly, I don't know whose side I am, but last time I wasn't on the player side. And I think right now I'm not on the player side. Can I give you a conspiracy theory? Cause you and I love conspiracy theories on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Mad for, for the first time in the history of baseball, the MLB decided last year to finally recognize minor league baseball players as employees and pay them minimum wage. Then they went a step further in 2020. Or sorry, 2021. In 2020, they recognized them as, as workers paid a minimum wage. In 20, in this last year, they decided to, in the 2022 season, pay them for housing. So the minor league baseball players don't have to pay for housing anymore. Think about that's a brilliant move by the owners. Think about how much money now the owners have to pay that has not been negotiated in any sort of CBA. One of the reasons the owners held out, conspiracy theory, is that they need to write in there that there is going to be a minimum amount or a maximum amount that the owners pay for housing. And there's going to be a housing threshold that if you go over, the players are, are responsible for. So Manford apparently has a quote. That said, this defensive lockout was necessary because the Players Association vision for MLB baseball would threaten the ability for most teams to be competitive. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think Rob Manfred is an idiot. He's a very smart person. He has to be. He's the commissioner of Major League Baseball. As when much as we call him an idiot. In front of a microphone – he becomes the biggest idiot in the world. Rob, this quote, the competitive balance is gone. You look at the win losses of the top teams in terms of payroll and the win loss records of the bottom teams in terms of payroll. It's not like the Pittsburgh Pirates are winning 102 games a year. It's not like the Detroit Tigers are winning 102 games a year. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox are the teams that are winning 90-plus games, 100-plus games, making it to the championship series, the World Series. There is a competitive imbalance in baseball. Yeah, and it's the thing that he's saying is it's it's poised to get worse. Yeah, it's, po- it's, it's, it's poised to get worse. worse. How, like that's and that's I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. I think that this this lockout has come from there's a fracture amongst the owners. I think that you have the Milwaukee's, right? The Milwaukee's and the I mean, give me another small market team. Tampa or, Bay's. The Tampa Bay's, right? For example. Baltimore, Oakland, you know, those owners not being able to afford, you know, as stupid as that sounds, they do have other liabilities as billionaires, right? Not to mention the stadium and the rest of their organization that they have to pay for. 
I think that there's a split between the owners. There's the big market teams, right? The your Chicago Cubs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, the Houston Astros now Giants all of a sudden. Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it stems from 10 superpowers right now in the Major League Baseball, which it, which it is always at any given time. But they are bolstered by the ability to pay these erroneous contracts. Let's be honest. There Dodgers, are a- Dodgers $10 million or $20 million over the luxury tax at the trade deadline got Trey Turner and Max Serger, which added $40 million. In which payroll. added $40 million. Exactly. And put them at, what was it? I think it was two nineteen. For the season? Uh, no, I think they were at 219 before. Oh, Jesus. And they Christ. were at 260 afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and this is why this podcast always wants to state it took a shortened 60 game season. <laughs> Let's get back to that real quick. Right. It took a shortened 60 game season. But that's where we're at. It's the owners have made concessions on a lot of things. I do agree. And also, like, I'm not defending the owners, they're also shit. <laughs> let's be honest let's be honest but the players are acting like they have it bad and i that's that's why i'm saying dude i just don't see a way back for baseball i don't i don't it, it this season will be missed i i am willing to bet money this season does not happen right we we, we joke and we laugh and we like to say baseball is dead but COVID really ex- like there, there there was a gap between there was a gap between the owners and the players. And it was maybe, you know, it was a, a let, let's say it was a it was a river, right? It's the Grand Canyon right now. I I I I don't see a way that the owners and the players before April reach an agreement that they both that that, that is is that, that really saves baseball from continuing on this track of reckless spending among no. it's among like you said Jermaine among the top 10 teams of baseball and really it's like top five right yeah Yankees I mean, yeah. Yan- Yankees Dodgers Red Sox Giants uh, who else? Astros, Mets, Mets. now, Mets, yeah, <laughs> Mets. yeah, and that, honestly, that's the extent of it. And every year you come in, and those teams are the favorites. Like the San Diego Padres just paid out the ass for their roster of stars and got seventy-five wins, bona fide studs of baseball players. They got. Less than half of 162 and didn't make the playoffs. There's a reason why baseball is going to die. I'm not if and or not. It's if you do not adopt a MLB salary cap, baseball is going to die. Why? Like, I just, I don't see, like, I don't see with the recent, like, you, it, and, and it becomes like almost like an amalgamation of factors at this point, right? Like it's not just the owners versus the players. It's the fully guaranteed contracts. It's the dissatisfaction with baseball. It's the dropping attendance. It's the dropping viewership rates. It's it. it what, what did they say that this this year's World Series was the least watched World Series and or uh, sorry, 
last year's World Series was the least watched World Series in 12 years or something. Yeah, it's it's look, baseball has not been trending well for a while. Baseball's for sure not trending well now. <laughs> uh, just a few stats that Eric, uh, intern Eric, has given us. His lowest salary is 570000 I think I covered that earlier. The average salary for a baseball player is $4.17 million. So um, I'm assuming that average salary at $4.7 million puts them at $3.5,000 per game. Right, that makes the most sense to me. Divided by 162. Uh, no. So it's I did the 570k divided by 162, and that's what I got. All right. So 570k puts us at 3.5 thousand. Again. Yes. yes. Okay. So based on lowest salary, these are the figures: 570 is lowest salary, 3.5 per game. That's on 162 basis, and then you have. Over a 60-game season, they would get $211,000, right? Yeah. And and so those are the players that the big players don't care about. That that And that's the issue is you have the Major League Baseball Players Association, but most of the Players Association is hardly represented. Uh, Eric was kind enough to get us um, – the major league revenue share as well for across the four major sports in in North America. Right. So everyone knows big four it's football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Right. If you didn't know that you're welcome. (laughs) And so uh, based on percentages, uh, major league baseball is at 48% revenue share. National basketball associations is at 50% revenue share. That's the most progressive league, though. You have the NFL at 48% revenue share as well. You have the NHL at 50% revenue share. Uh, NHL experienced a lot of the heartbreak that the Major League Baseball is already going through. And the worst part is we've already had a precedent set for what Major League Baseball is doing. It took the NHL almost a decade after their lockout, a decade you know, maybe a decade plus to gain the relevance and prominence that they once had to get back to that threshold. And Major League Baseball is getting real close to messing with that. Because one thing that we're not talking about in the grand scheme of this, right, is Major League Baseball is poised to break television contracts, which is a huge deal. Because now they can renegotiate those billion-dollar fees for multi-years at lower prices because you have, you have posted losses of revenue from COVID the very next year, which was also affected by COVID, and a whole year of no revenues. And the owners aren't dumb. They see that and they know that. And as businessmen, they know it's better to hold out and to not lose any money than to continue to do these deals that lose them million, billions of dollars. All right. And last note on Major League Baseball before we move into college football playoff, and then we'll get into the NFL betting slate. MLB teams lost $1 billion in the year of 2020. That is a $2.5 billion profit swing. 
I I did have one thing I want to I want to say. Um, there's this uh, uh Joel Maxey. He's the professor of sports business at Drexel uh, University, and he's he I guess he ran some sort of I'll send you the article so you can read it. But he ran some sort of like simulation or whatever with his students, and he says I, I think it was like like eleven out of like fifteen times that whatever CBA or whatever whatever agreement they come up to is going to be way worse for the players than it is now. He said he. he from what he ran from his simulations, he thinks the players are making a mistake by doing this because it's not going to work out in their favor. Right. Do you, listen, here's the thing. Do you guys want to continue to make $250 million? Or do you want to play baseball for $100 million? That's the question you got to have for the top earners in baseball. I'm glad you guys are setting precedents making $450 million contracts. It's not good for the sport. So if you say, hey, I will, I want to continue to play the sport that has made me rich beyond my belief and for, non, for, for non-American baseball players has made generational wealth for their families. Well, guess what? The next generation is not going to get that. Because you have sabotaged baseball with your fully guaranteed contracts and your $450 million with your $45 million a year. Baseball's done. It's reached that kind of it's reached that point, the carrying capacity of the environment, to use a biological term, where it just can't sustain itself anymore. No, it got <laughs> it's it's kind of a case of when big business gets too big. Right. Speaking, and- and there's no one to bail out baseball. <laughs> no, there's not. Nobody wants to see a bunch of spoiled men earn millions of dollars. There's, for a there's no game. Fannie Mae and Bernie Mac to, to, to bail out uh, baseball. So speaking of spoiled men not earning any money for a kid's game, let's move into the college football playoffs. <laughs> As you know, I'm the resident uh, professional hater of the NCAA, Mark Emmerich any of the uh, divisions in that, whether it be SEC, Big 12, ACC, Big 10, Pac-12, Conference USA, AAC, uh, Sunbelt, MAC, SWAC, you name it, right? (laughs) SWAC. (laughs) So, uh, college football playoff has been set. We had a few crazy games in the championship week that ended up overall not affecting the scheme of so, Nick, you want to take us through the – or actually, hold on. We'll out we'll, uh, intern E. Intern E, you want to take us through the college football playoff? Uh, yeah. Let me go ahead and pull it up. You guys want to talk about what happened this weekend, or do you want to just jump into the final four? Um, we, can, we can cover it in the final four. Yeah, just give us the final four, and then we'll move from there. All right, so they got one, Alabama, two, Michigan, three, Georgia, and the only undefeated team in the playoffs for Cincinnati. I'm shocked Cincinnati's in. So that gives us a <laughs> Alabama-Cincinnati matchup and a Michigan-Georgia matchup. I, l- listen, I, he, here's how I thought the college football playoff would go. I thought Georgia would womp Alabama in the SEC championship. I thought they'd wipe the floor with them. And then I thought Alabama would beat them in the playoff when it mattered, right? Okay. It's hard to beat a team twice in one season. 
But I do kind of agree with Eric pre-show when he said, this is just the college football playoff getting what they want out of this final four. They want, they know the revenue generator is Alabama, Georgia. They could have ranked Alabama, they could have ranked Georgia one and Alabama four or Georgia four. You know, they, they could have, you know, praised Cincinnati for literally, like we said, whooping Houston. They whooped Houston, right? The, the, the committee will probably, oh, at halftime, they were only up by seven, right? But I think this is the revenue that we talk about with the committee. They want to see an Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game. You mean you mean college championship game? College championship game. Yeah. We already saw an SEC championship between the two, and it was right. an awful. We're now an SEC championship, cha- SEC championship squared. Yeah. Um, this has been my biggest complaint with college football. It should never have gone to the college football playoff because it has been horrendous since. Uh, undeserving teams have been getting in. Undefeated teams have been overlooked. And if you aren't a blue chip school from the 1890s, you are not getting into the college football championship. They have, it should have been Cincinnati one. Right? Should have been Cincinnati one, Alabama two, Michigan three, Georgia four. If you want to rank it fairly, right? Bring back computers. I don't care about good wins, bad losses, bad wins, good losses. Like, that's not a fucking thing. No, no person who's ever done competitively anything, anything competitively. I'm talking about Uno. Nobody's played Uno and thought, well, that was a good loss. <laughs> Like, nobody in the history of ever has thought that's a good loss. It's unbelievable. The assets given to these top schools should be held against them. Cincinnati going undefeated is more unbelievable than Alabama going undefeated. (laughs) When you have the number one recruiting class, or excuse me, let me be fair. When you have a top five recruiting classes, for a decade in a row, you should be expected to go undefeated. And if you don't go undefeated, you're a shit coach. That should be the bar that you're measured with. If you have a top five recruiting class, that should be the bar you're measured with. Cincinnati is playing against the curve. The top athletes do not go to Cincinnati. No one woke up today and be like, yo, I can't wait to lace up those Bearcats cleats. Nobody said that, bro. Right? Those are kids who got overlooked, undermined, and shit on. And now they're fucking shitting on your system. And because it ain't the blue bloods and the blue chips and the five stars and the 17 star recruits, you don't want to see it. This is why NCAA should be abolished. NCAA football should be abolished. NCAA men should be abolished. And the XFL and the G League should develop feeder systems where they feed, they pay these kids, and then in the offseason, they also provide them the schooling. You have private tutors. You have private instructors on payroll to teach these kids on top of that. So if they don't make it, guess what? They still have recognized degrees. I listen, 
you will never find a bigger proponent of the BCS. We're going to, we're going to get angry at baseball about, you know, humans in baseball. They, they, they're messing up the game. They're not making the right calls. We want to get robo umps. And yet we make, literally a business that is worth billions of dollars a year we let humans decide mostly power five humans however the so, so the harris interactive poll which is which was the bcs doesn't exist anymore Boom. so there's there, there's a there's a web or there's a a page on twitter a profile on twitter that's a, that's bcsknowhow.com right they have they they basically simulate the bcs as if it existed today. <laughs> and the they top the, four... They have the algorithm for that? They have the algorithm. That's awesome. The top four teams, unfortunately, are Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Yes, the four teams are fine. Right. Like, the problem is, is Cincinnati should be number one. Yeah, but this, again, this goes back into the age-old debate. Of when the BCS was around, the BCS would rank Power 5 schools a little bit higher. All right, so th- that means college football sucks, and we should get rid of it. <laughs> There's a reason why I watched no college football this year. There's a reason why I took my extra college football betting money and bet on other sports. Because fuck the college football. All right. Look, if, if March if March Madness wasn't the second greatest sporting event in the world, uh, I'd I'd be fucking way all over NCAA men's basketball. But you know, I kind of keep that one a little little. I still hate it, but you know, March Madness is fire. That being said, if Georgia doesn't watch their butts, they may not even make it past the college football semifinals because Michigan is not somebody to be looked past. Honestly, I hope Georgia lose because they blew it. <laughs> yeah, they did. Best de- best defense in in years, right? The historically best defense in the SEC, and Nick Saban figured it out in two minutes. Six point nine points per game. They were giving up less than a touchdown and an extra point per game as a defense, and you fucking got waxed poetically against Alabama. You deserve. Every fucking scrutiny and hate you get. Fuck you, you dumbass Atlanta-based school. I hate you. I'm glad that you followed in your Atlanta Falcons bloodline for blowing it. You fucking bums. I would do. I would be doing the podcast and its listeners a disservice if I did not say they are not Atlanta-based. They are Athens-based. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about Athens. All right, you're on the outskirts of Atlanta. You're not even good enough to be in Atlanta, you fucking bums. That's why you fucking got waxed poetically. You don't even have highways and running water. (laughs) I hate you. You had one job. By the way, Georgia, you're just getting Jermaine's hatred at college football that he couldn't let out against anybody else. All right, let's 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 move let's move into pro football. Get some running water. Let's move into pro football. 
All right, so everyone knows that we do a head-to-head every week except for week 12 when Nick tried to cool my winning streak. And guess what? It fucking worked. All right, so week 13 results are in. Nick had New England plus two and a half. He hit that by six and a half points, earning him the W. Um, I don't know if that's right. Did I don't think I changed the win-loss record. Did you, Eric? I changed it. I updated it. By the way, that's six straight, six straight weeks that I've hit a New England spread. spread. So Nick is eight and four. You have Eric coming in with a Denver plus 10 loss, which, God, that defense did everything it could, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater pick six six really sunk you, bro. So Eric took the heartbreak L. I'm on his side. I think that one should have hit, but it did. And you don't get, you know, you don't get, you know, nobody wants bonus to second. Nobody gives you bonus points in gambling. Yeah, nobody likes second in horseshoes and hand grenades, you know? And so Eric's now four and eight. I am three and nine after being oh and eight. So Eric, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I, I took San Francisco minus three. And all of a sudden, Russell Wilson heard I bet against him and remembered how to throw the football. Fucking Russell Wilson. I hate you. And then he's going to be a saint next year, and I'm going to have to root for him. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. We all know what's happening. Just accept it. Just accept it, Jermaine. Come on now. Oh, my goodness. All right, so Nick is uh, far and away, although he hasn't cemented it. I haven't clinched it yet. Not yet. He hasn't clinched it yet. And guess what? I have a little bit of a conundrum. I can't auto bet this week. No, you don't have – you just can't default. Um, here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have five weeks left. Nick has a four-game advantage. Eric needs to bat 100 <laughs> to give himself a chance. You are you are eliminated from winning, right? Uh, no. If I win out and you lose out, we tie. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to come down to a playoff tiebreaker. <laughs> playoff tiebreaker, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but statistically, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I can't pick a winner to save my fucking life. Just like Georgia can't beat Alabama to save their fucking life. So, with that being said, let's go into biggest surprises and disappointments of the NFL Week 13 season. We will start with you, Eric. Do not be surprised to talk. <laughs> no, <laughs> you didn't catch me off guard this time. I just wasn't Ooh. expecting to go first, but we're good. Um, so he literally did catch you off. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go with the anyway. Uh, biggest disappointments, only because it hurt my pocketbook so goddamn much, was the Cincinnati Bengals. I was listening to Nick. He was like, "Yo, West Coast team going East early game. Never bet them." So I go heavy on Cincinnati, and they get their asses whooped. Terrible game. Biggest disappointment. Uh, biggest surprise. But Jamar Chase is better than uh, – is one of the best wide receivers. He oh, turns so, the team around. So we're bringing that back. All right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, biggest surprise, man, I – fuck, I don't know. Dude, maybe <sighs> – I guess the Seahawks. 
I didn't expect that. I thought they were done. I thought they were going to tank. They're getting moving on from Russell Wilson. I thought the Niners were significantly better than than what they showed up and did on on you know on Sunday. So I would say that's my biggest surprise with Seahawks. I, I thought they were, you know, tanking the season for a uh, top pick since they're going to be moving on from Russ. Okay. All right. So those are Eric's surprises and disappointments. Honestly, when you were like, shit, I don't know. I was just like, Seahawks. I was going to say Seahawks. And then you said it. I was just like, get out of my head. All right. So I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with it, Eric. My problem was with Cincinnati is Cincinnati Bengals are the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC, right? They fucking show up one week and then the next week they completely flop. And you can't get a read on them. You just gotta, you gotta hope they lost the week before in order to bet the Cincinnati. Bears. And that's and that's my thing. Like when when you when we're talking about big surprises and disappointments, it's like, fuck. Like every week, somebody who's supposed to win isn't winning. Like it's up and down. The Ravens are the best team in football. And now they're the worst team in football. Like the season has just been something else. Like it's just, it, I I don't, I can't get a grip on it. So Nick and I have. You know, well, since the inception of the podcast, and then before that, because we were obviously friends before that, but we've always told everyone that the, you know, the phrase "any given Sunday" wasn't just created for a Jamie Fox movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't even Willie like, Beeman. It wasn't. It wasn't just like, yo, we got Al Pacino, we got Jamie Fox. We need a phrase for this movie. Damn, who was the fucking baddie that went to high school with Snoop Dogg? Cameron Diaz and Cameron Diaz, right? So it wasn't like they just had those three actors and were like, yo, we need a good, we need a name for this movie. And somebody fucking hit a spliff, right? Hit a spliff and was just like, yo, any given Sunday, dog. Like nobody thought that, like it's a a saying for a reason. Parody in the NFL is a very real thing. It has been, it will be forever. Right, it's more inevitable than Alabama in the college football playoff, and more ine- inevitable than Thanos. There will be parity in the NFL, and this year has has expressly presented that situation. But with that being said, let's get into Nick's biggest surprises and disappointments. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I'm kind of gonna play off that. My my biggest surprise is kind of in general teams that were dead. I mean, I, and na- labeled by the ma- national media as dead coming back this week. The Lions dead. The the Eagles dead. The Chargers dead. Washington football team dead. Steelers dead. Seahawks dead. Yeah, the Texans. <laughs> well, Texans actually dead. But, but teams, teams that literally get rid off, like have gotten written off in this week kind of seemed like this was the week that they kind of were like, well, no, hold on. Let's keep the conversation interesting. You heard. You heard. That's my biggest surprise. My biggest disappointment was on a bye this week, so I guess I'll have to take I guess I'll have to pick another one. And this requires some thought now because I can normally just default to Cam Newton or Carolina or Matt Rule or the Carolina Panthers red zone offense or something. Yeah, what a cop out, just like your head to head. Uh biggest disappointment. 
Just like his uh, top 10 list for movies. Man, it has to be the Denver Broncos, right? Oh, dude, they were poised to just – they were <laughs> they were right there to but make it seems that like, It seems like in week 10-plus of the season, the last three or four seasons, ever since Manning left, the Broncos have kind of had that one or – that the, the, the two or three divisional opportunities in which they can really seize hold of something and not let it go, especially this year in the AFC. And they just continuously by week to week drop the ball and then pick it back up and then drop it again. So, so, I, so this week, bet the Broncos, right? They're minus eight against the Lions. Bet minus eight. Bet the Broncos to win. They're going to win by 50. Against the Lions? Nah, dude. The Lions are hot. And this is professional podcast, so we're going to segue into my biggest surprise, which I cannot believe nobody picked this. Is the Detroit Lions. Actually, hold on. I'm going to say my actual biggest (laughs) surprise. And then we'll go into my biggest disappointment, and I'll switch it to another surprise. Uh, Miami. The Miami Dolphins are 5-0 since Tua has gotten back healthy. Jalen Waddle looks like an absolute stud. The defense looks as good as we talked it up in the offseason, which is a tribute to Brian Flores because, god damn, they couldn't stop a fucking uh, erection it, to start the fucking season. It was ridiculous. Tua has them absolutely balling. They're not necessarily playing the – toughest of opponents but that's what you're supposed to do to make the playoffs you're supposed to beat the bad teams to make the playoffs right you're supposed to beat the jets you're supposed to beat the bills which are now a bad football team nobody wants to talk about that though uh you know you're supposed to beat the texans you're supposed to beat those teams to make the playoffs right miami is now poised to disrupt the afc playoffs Sitting, I I believe, if Eric could check for me, sitting a half game back from the seventh seed, right? So this is crazy. Miami was dead to me five weeks ago. There was no way I thought Miami had any chance. But again, the NFL is full parity, right? So now we'll get into the biggest disappointment. The Minnesota Vikings sitting at the seventh seed, fighting for a playoff berth. Flush with playmakers. Adam Thielen, Tyler Conklin, Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook's out, but you have Alexander Madison, which is arguably the best backup in football right now. And we don't pay starting running backs. And we don't pay starting running backs in the NFL. And... You lose to the Detroit Lions. Not only that, not only did you lose to the Detroit Lions, you were down the whole game, came back to take the lead, and lost on the final play of the game. And lose the turn and win the turnover battle by two turnovers. And win the turnover battle by two. And the Jared Goff throws an absolute laser to win his first football game without Sean McDay in what is that 12 tries right here's the real kick in the dick 
They didn't have DeAndre Swift. <laughs> right? Tyrell Williams, slated to be the wide receiver one, hasn't played a single snap for them. Like, they signed Josh Reynolds off the scrap heaps from Tennessee after they cut him because they're like, well, we have Julio and AJ, and now they went on IR, and Josh Reynolds went over there and balled out. Amon Raw, St. Brown, hashtag Equimenius St. Brown's brother from the Green Bay Packers, decides to go off on the Minnesota Vikings. It's unreal. You should be ashamed of yourself. You were favored by seven points and lost to the Detroit Lions. The, uh, so biggest disappointment is Minnesota Vikings, which turns into a second biggest surprise. Congratulations to the Detroit Football Lions. There is no more likable team now. Now that Cleveland has talent and we expect things from them, there is no more likable team than the NFC Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Dan Campbell, congratulations on getting your first win. Jared Goff, congratulations on getting your win after leaving the Rams. Josh Reynolds, congratulations on getting the role that you signed for before Julio Jones was traded to the Titans. Amon Ross St. Brown, congratulations for having your best game as a rookie. Tyler Hawkinson, you're still a bum, and it's impressive to do when there's no good tight ends. (laughs) DeAndre Swift, congratulations, you got a win, and they did it without you. That's got to make you feel shitty. It's unreal. It's unreal. And because we're a professional podcast, what a great transition, Jermaine, into week 14 and our betting slate. As I like to present to you guys, let me give you my betting nuggets for the week, and then we'll hear y'all's picks and my pick, which I got to debate in a little bit because I don't have the Patriots. (laughs) He's got to actually do something. teams Teams coming off a bye. In week 14, we have the Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans, and Carolina Panthers. Cleveland, 1-0 under Kevin Stefanski. They're 2-1 coming off the bye under Baker Mayfield. Uh. Green Bay coming off the bye. They are 2-1 since 2019. That is under Matt Flynn. Or not under Matt Flynn, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, can you imagine if Matt Flynn was a quarterback of Green Bay? There might be a little bit. <laughs> or Matt LaFleur. <laughs> wow. That's a, I, is that a football Freudian slip? Uh, no, that's you being Eric, bro. Congratulations. Yeah, un- under Matt Flynn. Well, at least it's not on top of Tam, but. Uh, no, it's uh, as bad, dog. <laughs> Don't even try to downplay it. No, that was pretty bad. Uh, but under Aaron Rodgers, they're 13 and 8 coming off the bot. Tennessee under Mike Vrabel is 3 and 0 since Vrabel took over in 2018, coming off the bye. Carolina under Matt Rule is 0 and 1. However, in Cam's time, if Cam does get the start, they are 5 and 6 coming off the bye under Cam Newton. Damn, you have to say if Cam, huh? If Cam gets a start. 
<laughs> we talked to you about uh, there's no East Coast traveling West Coast in prime time. There's no West Coast going to East Coast early. We talked to you about teams scoring less than 10 points the previous week. Overall, they're 15-13 on the year. That's 53%. Not very good to bet on. But teams with spreads less than 10 points are 10-6. and six. The teams that qualify this week, Houston plus 7.5. Jacksonville plus nine and Denver plus eight. A little bit of a disclaimer. I don't recommend betting any of those teams, uh, but do it at your own peril. And the last thing that we talk about is rest advantage and rest disadvantage. Thursday night football, Dallas and New Orleans. Dallas with a rest advantage is four and one. Washington football team with a rest disadvantage is two and four. Maybe a little bit of value in Dallas. The Saints with a rest advantage since 2019 are five and one. The Jets, who they play, are three and four. And then Monday Night Football, the team that played on Monday Night Football, obviously New England on the bye. Buffalo with a rest disadvantage since 2019 is six and two. They play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in potentially the game of the week. Buffalo in two back-to-back game of the weeks. Tampa Bay with a rest advantage is five and four since 2019. So take those nuggets. As you take them. All right. So Nick's betting nuggets of the week are presented to you by no sponsor available. All right. So we'll go ahead and move into Nick's choice. Sponsored it yet. (laughs) Uh, So we'll go ahead and move into Nick's choice uh, for. So obviously he has the winning advantage and we play street ball rules here. So if you score, you get the ball back. Check, Check up. up, dog. All right, so Nick, what is your bet of the week? I believe the Arizona Cardinals are still three-point favorites. If you can verify that for me, Mr. Eric. Yep, they're minus three. I will take the Arizona Cardinals minus three. Who the hell do the Cardinals play? Oh, the, the Rams. Rams. On think- Monday Night Football. Wow, Monday night, back-to-back, good game. Well, I mean, this last one was fun. It wasn't necessarily good. (laughs) Uh, Fun to watch, entertaining. Uh, Not good football, though. Uh, Wow, dude, I hope OBJ fucking burst your bubble. I feel like that'd just be like, oh, chef's kiss. You know what I mean? All right, so, so Eric's still in second place, down four. Needs a clean sweep to get this dub for the season. So if Eric wins out, he's the he's undisputed. Uh, well, yeah, it requires a few losses from you, correct? Right, yes. <laughs> right. So since I'm trying to turn my fortunes here, and I need to pick a winner. Oh, <laughs> he did it anyways. After you made fun of him, I'm gonna do. Heavy breathing exercises. <laughs> You're already doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh I'm just oh gonna fuck it. I'm sending. I'm going the WFT plus four point Washington football team plus four. <laughs> Against <laughs> Dallas? Yeah, they're gonna win that division. What kind <laughs> of what? Oh, 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 oh. listen, oh, hold on. Jermaine, you can get into the pick here in a second. What kind of English did you just say? WFT plus 4.0? Yeah. Washington football team plus four. Taking all right, it fine. All, all right. day. 
No, Eric Eric did the definition of sounded out. But <laughs> Eric, you need a win. And your your move was to go with Washington football team plus four. This is a winner, bro. All right. Cowboys have been choking since '96. Washington's prime to take over. They're gonna be in that backfield eating fucking Dax lunch all day. I believe. I believe. Wow, bro. That like of all the places you could have gone to get that winner. And it's a good board too. Like, there's so many great choices here. In fact, in fact, our model says Dallas minus four is a winner. Yeah, he even gave you the betting nuggets of Dallas with rest advantage and Washington minus rest advantage. It's Eric doesn't listen. It's a fundamental pillar of this podcast. Eric doesn't listen. I pick winners, fam. I just don't get it. Like, if you ask me, Eric, what place are you in again? Second, bro. (laughs) All right, so you don't pick winners. No, I pick winners. All right, so if you ask me, I don't get it. But, hey, congratulations. You're welcome. However you want to go, get it, bro. Like, wow. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that, bro. So if if I win and Eric loses, that's a wrap. Right? Uh, No. Yes. If you win, if you win – and Eric loses. Yes, you clinch. Because even a if lose, even, but, but a lose a lose lose still still worth. He's still in game. Yes. Yeah. And it, a lose lose and a win from me. And then now you have to worry about me as well. Now Eric, no. Now we. I don't have to worry about you. I have to worry about Eric dropping down to the third <laughs> and preparing my jokes for that. <laughs> remember, remember, like six weeks into the season where Eric was dominating. Derek was whooping that ass. Did you say Derek? I said Eric was whooping. Oh, that ass. I heard Derek. Derek. Yo, fuck ass. it. Derek was whooping. That I was ass. like, yeah, that was you know, because that was a different Eric back then. Nah, it Boys has to be that was Derek. It has to be Derek because Eric is picking Washington football team right now, bro. So, no WFT. He can't even say him. That's how. That's how. I just. In all honesty, I just didn't want to say Redskins. Because I always fuck it up and say So I was like, let me Whoa. go with the WFT so I don't get anyway. in trouble. <laughs> anyway, no, that's my pick. We winning. I I'm riding. I don't Undefeated. know. I don't know what to pick, ladies and gentlemen. Shocker. Oh, uh, there's a good board. There's there's shocker. Yeah, I mean it's a great fucking board. I'm not sitting here begging to have Washington football team. I'm yeah, willingly I mean, letting I you like, have it. Eric, bro. I feel like you that was like the first girl you matched with on Tinder. <laughs> and you just didn't you were like, let's delete the app. <laughs> I'm going Bucks money line. Love it. Yeah, I don't trust the bills. The other one I really love this week. All right, so we'll get into a few more bets that we love for those listeners at home. Cleveland Browns. Money line this week, I know. I know what you're saying. Jermaine, you've been talking about Cleveland all year. Come on, big fella. You just shack this. There it's style. You really going to give me Cleveland one more time? I'll be like, yes, big dog. They lost Marlon Humphrey, and they had me and Nick at cornerback. Like, the Ravens' defense is bad. There is a reason why the Ravens went for two on that game. Because they didn't want the Pittsburgh Steelers to get the football can and be able to throw on that secondary. <laughs> That's how bad 
the Ravens defenses. The reason why Lamar is being more trash than usual is because he has to pass to win the game. And not just not just pass the way we've seen him pass before. He needs to get big plays and score in a hurry. And Lamar has never been good playing catch-up. That's why the Ravens formula has always been run the football. That's why they drafted J.K. Dobbins. That's why they had Gus Edwards, right? <laughs> like what, What's their status going into week 14? Uh, up in the air. Like <laughs> up in the air. Uh, yeah, their status is up in the air. Could or could not return. Right, right. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. So Cleveland Browns makes a ton of sense to me here. Lamar Jackson threw four picks against the Browns last time, and the Browns were horrendous on offense. And also away from home. Nick Chubb is back. Kareem Hunt is back. Both of them are healthy. And expect the Cleveland Browns to run the football more than 15 times. Browns run the football 30-plus times and smack the the Baltimore Ravens. And this begins the trend of what this podcast thinks. The Baltimore Ravens lose five in a row. Look at their schedule, ladies and gentlemen. Eric will pull it up for us, and he'll read it to us. They'll lose five in a row, and we'll be laughing at the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Yep. All right. Other bets I like, Tennessee with the rest advantage. You, I mean, the money line is a bit skewed, but it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has one passing touchdown in the last five games. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's book the Tennessee Titans at minus eight and a half, right? Obviously, wait to see if that line drops a little bit because that's a f- very friendly, sharp bet line. Right, yeah, right now, right now for me, eight and a half with Tennessee, bet that, hammer yeah. that. If it's under 10, because it, it opened at nine. And it's dropped a little bit. That's what I'm saying. It might drop a little more. So also check this bet Sunday morning. But, I mean, one passing touchdown. Like, come on now. Let's be real. It's the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars. Urban Meyer looks out of his depth. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Right? Uh, And just because I'm going to be at the game, I am going to take – actually, because I'm going to be at the game, I'm going to switch the bet. Las Vegas Raiders plus nine and a half. Because I'm not winning this this head-to-head this year. <laughs> I, I'm the defending champion, but let's be honest. I'm making the people money at home. Fade me. I'm following the podcast motto. Uh, we'll do Raiders nine and a half since I'll be at the game. Uh, that's a lot of points. Although, if you ask me, Steve Spagnolo is the front runner for the best coaching job this year. Steve Spagnolo, what he has been able to do with the understaffed defense, right? The Kansas City Chiefs have a personnel issue on defense, and he's yeah, somehow have personnel, and he's somehow come up with five straight wins, and that's while Patrick Mahomes has been. His daily's been turning black and falling the crapper. Like he's been not good. So Steve Spagnolo is the best coordinator right now. The award should go to him for best coordinator. And it's not even a question. But Raiders plus nine and a half, because I believe. 
sort of. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else? Uh, yeah, Carolina minus three at Atlanta. Disrespectful, right? Carolina should be winning way more than that. Yeah, but they won't. Uh, I also like the Saints minus five and a half against the Jets. Minus five and a half against the Jets. In in New York, though. In it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yo, it's the I, Jets. Hey, bet the Jets money line, dog. Home dog <laughs> plus one ninety, dude. And you know what? I'll be respectful. It's a podcast. There are three of us here now. As as much as I refuse to acknowledge internee. If it were my podcast, if there were nobody else that I was talking to, just me, Dallas minus four. <laughs> you get but, the, but, you, but I'm not putting that out as an official recommendation because this is a Room 303 podcast. There's three of us. <laughs> I will not put out for the people my best personal, personal <laughs> me, my accounts, my money. Best personal bet of the week, Dallas minus four. <laughs> you gave him the statistics to back up Dallas minus four. I'm listening. Eric's my friend. I value his opinion. Washington football team plus four. I like it. It's his bet. If this were my personal bet, if I were a personal betting service, Dallas minus four. All right. And then lastly, from Eric. He wants us to know that Bengals plus one is money, despite him losing a ton of money on the Bengals last week. And betting Washington football team plus four. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, thank you, as always, for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Moran, and Intern E. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step